Hey there, BreezeLine has a holiday gift just for you. One month of free internet for all your family's gift sites, book flights, and movie nights. Get reliable, fast internet with speeds starting at 100 megabits per second for just $19.99 a month. Plus, free Wi-Fi your way home for the first 12 months. And your first month is free. BreezeLine wishes you all a happy and bright holiday season. If only they could give you a little holiday relief from all the matching family outfits. Service subject to availability. New residential customers and select areas only. Visit BreezeLine.com for complete offer details. Hello. Are you ready for this? Tres, dos, uno. Here we go. How do you say here we go? Hi, I'm Elmo. Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend with two of my best friends, Maxia. Fly Slaughter. And Remington. I have an answer for everything. I should have been a lawyer. You're just a confused person. This is very true. I know, in the jar, in the jar. Uh, I got it. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And Moxie Ann, we got some big stuff to talk about today on this episode of You're My Best Friend, episode numero... 26. Good job. We're Thank finally you. back on track here. Thank you. It took us like six episodes to get back on track to what we're talking about, but hey, it's working. Yeah. Moxie, you know what we did today? What did or we do? We did this week, last week. Well, we just went to Staples. Yeah, well, Before literally. that, we went to Goodwill. And uh, before that... We went to a tea place. And before that? Uh, Starbucks. And before that? We were separated. It was the worst time of my life. Reunited and, and it feels so good. Dollar in the jar. Very good. Uh, that was great. Yeah. I was good that time. You were good. Hey, guys, do you know what I've realized about Ruben? Oh, no, don't. Let's not talk about it. He's not tone deaf. He is, uh, He's not tone deaf. But he's also not good at singing. No, but but that means you have a foundation that you can start with. Oh, I got foundation. That's good. All I need to do is find rhythm. Yeah, you got to find your rhythm. Um, so, Moxie, what we did this week mm-hmm. is very, very important. It is. And we announced it to the world on Thursday at 4 o'clock. Thursday at 4 p.m. Yes. It was purple. And we, <laughs> was, <laughs> we announced that we are opening... A YouTube channel. Yes, we did. And I am so excited about this because this was my idea. And if you ask Ruben, he will say that it was his idea. Who created the account? You did because you didn't ask me first. We're not getting into this This was my idea two months before you actually decided to do it. I don't remember this conversation. I don't know what you're talking about. You are crazy. You have selective amnesia. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably true. So my ex-wife would agree. So agree with that as well. You have an ex-wife? Multiple. That's concerning. Um. So go on YouTube. Go check Wait, hold out. On. Let's do the intro to that. Oh, okay. Do you remember the intro? Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? I'll remember it as soon as you start doing it. All right. Three, two, one. Welcome, Welcome to, to your my, my best friend, friend a YouTube, YouTube channel about, about a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. <laughs> Good job. I almost forgot it. I did forget it, and then you started talking. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, head over over to video.thebestfriendshow.com. It will take you directly to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe. we got some great stuff. Do it. In the works. Uh, Moxie, we're going to have to buy a camera permanently installed into this place because we're recording recording a podcast. About... 
Life, Life Friendship, Friendship and, and Tacos, tacos. Uh, that's supposed to have a video element to it, mm -hmm. but we don't have the video portion of it being recorded right now. Can I just say, actually, uh, I was not the very first person to suggest that we incorporate a video component of this. Um, and if you listen back to some of our earlier episodes, um, the first person to suggest this was actually Mark Moore on number, I think, podcast Four. number seven. Oh, was it seven? I thought it was Maybe. four. Maybe. Hold on. I want to say it's four. Number six. Okay. So if you want to hear the original person who suggested that we start a YouTube channel and have a video component to this, because he actually is very good at business stuff like that, uh, go check out episode uh, six. Episode numero six. 20 episodes ago. 20 weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Well, more than that, actually. But more than that. 20 episodes ago. <laughs> Mark Moore became a podcast genius. Yep. Wow. 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 <laughs> uh, what are we talking about today, Mox? Well, we, we, we got to, this is not the part where we, we talk gotta, about stuff. This isn't the part where we talk. That part is coming up next. <laughs> what now, are we doing? We're just talking to introduce the part where we talk. All right. Well, that's that's great. Uh, we have a great show today, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, a great interview. Lots of stuff to talk about. Some stuff to talk about, even though we're not allowed to talk about it right now. Mm. Uh, but you know, like I said, we do have a YouTube channel. YouTube. Uh, well, actually, I don't know what the I don't know what the URL is for YouTube. Uh, but if you go to video.thebestfriendshow.com, help us out. Subscribe to us. It only takes a second. Uh, so smash that subscribe button. <laughs> smash that like button. Make love to the like button. You gotta say smash that like button. But button and <laughs> smash the English language, Moxie. And you know, while you're, what are you looking out there? Notes. No. No. Oh, no. Why not? Because I'm. I'm. I don't get the notes. No, you don't get the notes. You're you're uh, driving this ship, car, airplane. Someone's driving this. Whatever this is. <laughs> uh, so while you are busy subscribing to our YouTube channel, uh, make sure you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review. Five. Did five. you get that? Numero cinco, Australia. Cinco. Estrellas. Estrellas? Estrellas. Estrellas. Yeah, that's stars. Estrellas. That's really pretty. Uh, do that for us. It helps us out on the internet. Uh, but as well, we have a Facebook page, Moxie. We do. Do we want to talk about that? Yeah. So it's facebook.com slash the best friend show. And we post uh, some things on there. We post news. We post videos. We post funny pictures. We post uh, information about our upcoming episodes. And, and here's the real kicker. We ask for your opinion on things. Except for today. Except for today. So we should do that. Well, I mean, not today. It's too late now. Yeah. It's way too late now. But uh, it's too late, baby. Now it's too late. Dollar in the jar. Okay, Carol King. Um, so you should go like us on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. You know what else we have? What? We have an Instagram account. <gasps> I knew that. I, yeah, knew I was going to say, why are you so surprised? <laughs> I'm not. Our Instagram account is Best Friend Podcast. We post kind of the same stuff that we post on Facebook, but there's some there are some differences. I think we post more simple stuff on Instagram, so you should definitely go follow us. We do, and there's a lot of interaction with our followers on Instagram too. Yeah, and then of course Moxie has an Instagram account, but we're I not going to plug that. But I have an Instagram account at the Ruben J T H E R U B E N J A Y. Go and follow me. Do not follow Moxie because you probably already do anyway. I have an Instagram account. It's uh, at Moxie and Music. 
So you and should, we have a Twitter account. Yeah, we do. It's YMBF Show because our name Go is too long for Twitter. Go and follow us at YMBF Show. Dollar in the jar. <laughs> All right. You know what else we post on the internet? What? Well, here's one thing. You should go to thebestfriendshow.com because occasionally Moxie and I will post blogs. We're actually Sometimes. Be doing this, we're going to be doing this more often. Moxie yeah. signed a contract. I did. That she's going to be blogging at least once a week. I have to write stuff. I will also be writing stuff once a week. Just when I thought I had finished school and I didn't have to write anything anymore. Our web assistant, Steph, will be helping us out with stuff too. Mm-hmm. Have you met Steph? No, I haven't. Oh, man. She's wonderful. Yeah? Yeah, she's so cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean... You know, she's also really quiet. Like sometimes you think like she just doesn't exist. Mm. Yeah, uh, but you know, you know what I posted earlier this week? Huh? That I think people will love. What? Oh no! Are you gonna play this? No! I was actually very proud of my dancing in this part. I was not. Right, right, turn out the light. We gonna lose our minds What the heck was tonight? that? What's it was my video? attempt at dancing. So head over to uh, thebestfriendshow.com to watch the video of Moxie covering uh, Raise Your Glass by Pink in the band. The Boogie, Boogie Agenda. Oh, is it just, is it just Boogie? It's just, just Boogie Agenda. Okay, I wonder what's on their agenda. Boogieing. And like, like Boogie? Yeah. I mean, no. For those who didn't see that. Ruben just picked his nose. I, well, I pretended, like a toddler. I pretended to. Mm-hmm. I don't think toddlers use their pinky to pick their nose. Sometimes. I've never seen a toddler. They're kind of non-discriminatory with their uh, fingers. No, usually it's just straight up like the big one, you know? <laughs> like, And I missed my nose on that one, too. Uh, so do all that stuff. Help us out. Uh, and while you're doing it, you need to do something very, very important for us. Yes. I mean, this is probably the most important thing in the world. What do they need to do? They need to sign up for a VPN. Yes! VPN.thebestfriendshow.com Pure VPN. They are back for another week, which means somebody somewhere bought a VPN from us for them. Uh, Seriously, guys, I do not know what you are waiting for. This is the best investment They're waiting for internet hackers to steal their information. That's what they're waiting for. If you just want your information out there, just send it to me. (laughs) Just send it to me. I will make sure it gets out there. But you need to install a VPN on your computer immediately. I don't care if it's for your home computer or for the computer that you use to travel and you work at Starbucks or, or whatever other cheap side coffee chains there are out there. You need a VPN. Moxie, tell them about the VPN that you used in... Yemen. You know, can I and can I just say I was at an investment gala last night. This is this was like an event for gala. Gala? Gala. Gala. This was an event for people who have a lot of information, who have a substantial amount of assets. And a part of the presentation that they were doing, they talked about password management and about the prevalence of like internet hackers who will steal your information now. If you have a password that incorporates the same word in every, you know, if you use the same combination of letters, combination of numbers, same word in anything, like one of the passwords that I use is butterflies. If you use that anywhere, then they can connect that on on the on the internets and they can connect that to you and that makes it that much easier for your information to be stolen so if you're using public wi-fi or anything like that your information is definitely uh, potentially compromised and here's how it works it's very simple 
there are people who sit in, in, in places where there's public Wi-Fi and they have a receiver and it's just literally they can they can take your password from your computer without you even knowing it. So definitely yeah. go to VPN at the best friend show.com. It's a it's a great discount for a two-year membership. And and here's the other thing too. When you're traveling and you're going someplace that maybe has restricted content, mm-hmm. you can actually you know, set it to be in the United States so you can still get the content that you deserve. It's actually in some places, that's the only way you can get the content that you need. Yeah. Um, and if you are doing any traveling, if you're planning on doing any traveling within the next two years, I would highly recommend signing up for Pure VPN. It will cover you wherever you go um, and you'll be able to actually access the information that you need. Like, that was the only way that I got email in yeah. uh, China. So, yeah. Well, and the other thing too, the most important thing here is it's only when it, when it breaks down to it, it's only like three bucks a month. Yeah, I mean three bucks a month is going to save you. That's like time. less than Netflix. I mean, it's less than a cup of coffee. It's less than Spotify. Like seriously, just give up one cup of coffee every month, and it'll pay for itself. Just stop drinking that. coffee. Oh, okay. We're we're never mind. Don't keep drinking coffee. There we go. There we go. Okay, okay. cool. Uh, but more importantly than that. More important than that, it's going to save you tons of headaches and tons of potentially hacked dollars. How many headaches would you estimate, Ruben? At least 12. Mm, that's I, a lot of headaches. That is a lot of headaches. That's a lot of Advil. It, well, and then here's the thing. When you when your account gets hacked, the headaches, it's like 12 consistent headaches. Mm. And Advil's not even strong enough for it. Ooh, you got to take like Vicodin for that. Yeah, so some people might be okay with that, but... Some uh, people. VPN.thebestfriendshow.com. Go and sign up for that right now. Do it. Tell them that the best friend show, that's not us. So, tell them that you're my best friend sent you. Last but not least, uh, if you are like me. <laughs> that could have a lot of different connotations. In what way are they like you? And you're busy. Ah. And you're always on the go. And you're always thinking, man, you know, it's getting too expensive to eat out. Or, you know what, I'm really starting to feel... Uh, unhealthy with the choices I'm making with my food and you feel like you know what I just want someone to make me something healthy I don't have to think about it all I gotta do is pop it in the microwave and it's good to go why are you laughing (laughs) then you need to try getting a wife (laughs) (laughs) or close enough more well what's probably cheaper than getting a wife is uh (laughs) is signing up for a meal prep service through Not that much cheaper. <laughs> no, it's it's much cheaper. Trust me. Now, let me tell you this. If you're getting a wife just so she can cook for you, the divorce is going to be much more expensive. Well, I wouldn't get a wife. I would get a husband. Well, still. But, uh, well, you actually probably need a wife because you don't know how to cook either. Yeah, so, I, need a, uh, a, you, I, need, I need me a man who can cook. <laughs> uh, so, uh, JC Meal Prep Company here in uh, in Orange County, La Hopper, California, uh, they offer meal prep services, obviously, because it's in their name. Uh, and it's a great way for you to get healthy food just made for you. All you have to do is literally warm it up. Uh, so hit him up on Instagram at JC Meal Prep Co. Uh, send him a DM and let him know that Ruben J and You're My Best Friend sent you to their services. Do it. And they're going to give me $5 million. Just kidding. And, uh, they'll probably give me some free food. Can you split that with me? No. Oh, come on, man. All right, Moxie, when we come back, we're going to be talking about stuff that happened in Congress. Yeah, guys, when we come back, we're going to be talking and stuff. How dare us? I know. It's like, why are you even listening to this podcast? Like, how how dare us talk on our own podcast? I don't even know, man. All right, we'll be back. The audacity. No, we're using audition. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> Moxie! Ruben! It's been a while! It's been a long time, been a long time, been a long, lonely, lonely, 
jar. Dollar in the jar. Technically, that wasn't singing. I know, but that was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) And it scared me. (laughs) All right, Moxie, we are back. Uh, I wanted to scream because it's been a while since we've done that. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. All right. (laughs) So, uh, Moxie... You know, there's there's a guy out there in the world who's copying what I do here. Because uh, what people don't know is that... Where are you going with this? You'll see. What people don't know is that I am... Our, our business partner in this venture of our podcast is, is, a, is a website called Multimediamouth.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, what people don't know is that I am Multimediamouth.com. <gasps> like, I am, I am the boss there. Yes! And uh, you know this, because mm-hmm. uh, I sign your checks. Um, I get checks. <laughs> I mean, they bounce made of rubber, but yeah, uh, you know, but you know, you know what I am. But most people don't understand that I am also the chief executive officer slash president slash chief operating officer slash vice president uh, slash. So basically, all the things. Almost all the things, except hmm. I just hired a, an executive vice president of podcast development and content strategies. Hmm. So that was a nice hire. That's good. Um, but you know, I, I signed the checks around here. But you know what else I signed around here? What? Birthday cards. Wow. Yeah. You know, I do that for people who work with and for me. That's wonderful. Yes. Uh, and there's now a CEO outside in, in a much bigger company than what I do, which is, I just think is ridiculous. <laughs> He's getting all the press attention for this. That does the same thing. You know, I think that the sheer amount of birthday cards comparatively, that that's what deserves the attention here. Listen, because I started this trend. This CEO writes over 9,000, over 9,000 birthday cards every year. And like more than birthday cards, he writes thank you cards and he writes anniversary cards and for other things. This is an article from Business Insider talking about Sheldon Yellen. He's the CEO of the property restoration company Belfer Holdings. Um, and he he writes a birthday card for everyone in his company every year. And uh, he's done it basically since 1985. You know, I would hate to be the person whose job it is to remember to get him to write this birthday card. Because <laughs> you miss one. Oof. Oof. If I was an employee and I did not get a birthday card, I would think that I was going to be tanked. Like, yikes. You know what be the worst thing? What? Is like they're going to fire you. And then your birthday comes around, and instead of getting you a birthday card, they get you a pink slip. That'd be terrible. <laughs> okay, this is actually kind of genius, though, because, okay, so he was hired in 1985, and he was hired by his brother-in-law. And a lot of the employees, like the people who worked for the company, they thought that he was being given special treatment. And so he thought that the birthday cards would encourage people to stop by his desk and say thank you. And it got, apparently it got people talking. Apparently. It, apparently. Uh, it got people talking. It got them uh, encouragement. They started to communicate more, and it helped him earn respect within the company. Um, hmm. And I really like this practice because um, too often people go into a workplace scenario thinking that it's just like this corporate thing where you sit in your cubicle and you don't really make friends and you don't talk to but to anybody and you hate life and the only good time of your life is when you get to go home. And I mean. Uh, that's not what a workspace should Can be. Can I ask you a question, Moxie? Yes. When when you got your birthday card from me last year, this last this past birthday, what did you think? When I turned 22? Yeah. You didn't write me a birthday card when I turned 22. But you wrote me, well, because I was in Hong Kong, but you wrote me a graduation card, which I've did kind I? of- Yeah, you did. And I've kind of equated that to being the same thing. 
What did I write in your graduation card? Uh, congratulations. P.S. There's no money in here. Only tickets to see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. No, I wrote you a birthday card. You did? Yeah. When? On your birthday. I wasn't here. Your birthday is June 15th. It's July 15th. Ah, shoot. <laughs> that's the problem. You've done this twice now. <laughs> uh, well, I sent it to your apartment. You did? Yeah. I wasn't moved in in either June or July 15th. <laughs> well, whoever lived in your apartment on July 15th got your uh, your your, uh, your birthday present. I hope they liked it. I also didn't find the apartment until August. No, so the apartment that you were living in before you graduated. You sent it to school? I should probably... I don't have a box at school anymore. Oh, well. Oh, well. Yikes. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> that was not tonal at all. Are you okay? I don't know what happened there. <laughs> Dollar in the jar. Can we talk about something else important? Yes, please. That happened this this week. Okay, this is personally my favorite story. Uh, do you want to talk about this one? Are you okay? <laughs> you look like you're not okay. Are you all right? I just forgot what we're talking about. <laughs> can, can you fill me in? Yes. So. Uh, oh gonna- yes, 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 yes. Two of my favorite things in the world. Absolutely. Two of my favorite things in the world. Photographs actually, actually, and tweets? Three of my favorite things in the world. Oh my gosh. Three. Go. Uh, crap, I forgot what the third one was. <laughs> uh, no, no. Three of my favorite things in the world. Uh, President Donald Trump, <laughs> the band Nickelback, and gifts. And, well, memes, I guess, technically. <sighs> so, if you don't remember this, a couple of weeks ago... Uh, Donald Trump uh, used a Nickelback song uh, to troll Joe Biden. Uh, so so if you're not really caught up, we're not going to jump into the whole thing and give opinions or anything, but basically the TLDR is uh, Joe Biden's son had a job in Ukraine that paid him like $55,000 a month um, with no experience in that that perspective this is field. actually quite an interesting story i know that there's a lot of hubbub in the political community online right now about this if you have uh some time you should go and research this because it's very interesting the whole timeline's interesting yeah and, 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 and again we're not gonna get into it as no far this as, is like, not a political yeah, podcast no it's not um unfortunately i mean we could be political no we should not be Except it'll be, you were my best friend, uh, <laughs> uh, for most people. Uh, so, so long story short, uh, then President Trump uh, was is being accused of a quid quo pro. Quid, quid pro quo. Quid, quid quo pro? That sounds quid, like a fish. A quid pro quo. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, asking the Ukrainian president uh, for a favor and to investigate the, the whole situation. Uh, there's there's rumor and innuendo that Joe Biden got somebody fired who was investigating the company that Hunter Biden worked for. Uh, long story short, Joe Biden tweeted out a picture saying that uh, he had nothing to do with uh, any business in Ukraine. And there's actually a photograph of Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and the executives of this company. And so all President Trump tweeted was a video of the band Nickelback singing the song, <laughs> Look at this photograph. I mean, you've got to have seen this meme before. Yeah, and, GIF? Well, GIF, but but in the picture, because the, the the videos of Nickelback, uh, Chad Kroger's holding out a, a picture frame, and, it's, and in the picture is a picture of this friends that he's talking about. But in the GIF, in the in the troll that that Trump posts, it's a picture of the Bidens with this executive from uh, from that, that company in Ukraine, <laughs> which is just hilarious. And so the funny part is. The funny part is that, well, 
that story, his tweet got taken down. Yes, it did. Um, <laughs> it got taken down because Warner Brothers actually, uh, they responded and filed a report from the copyright holder. And I'm actually, I'm trying to get some more information about this. because Although, is it really a copyright violation when it's only like seven seconds of a song? I believe it is. Um, I mean, I think it's even less than that. Yeah, I don't know. This is interesting to me. You have a degree in this. You should know. I do. I need to get some more information about this. Tune in next week because I will have studied. Um. <laughs> All right. Well, we're running out of time here, Moxie, but uh, let us know what you think in, in the uh, in that, the Okay, in but the that wasn't the story. The, oh, yeah, the important part of the story. The important part of the story that we're reading here is that Nickelback streams saw a 569% surge in song downloads after Trump Good tweeted this. Them. So Trump tweeted this, and I've seen some really funny memes from my friends on this because, like, I saw a Facebook post the other day that was like, so wait, while I was sleeping, Trump uploaded a Nickelback meme and then got take, it got taken down because the copyright holder complained about it? Like, what? what is today's... <laughs> climate that we're living in this is weird um so but, but more importantly nickelback made money off the president yeah um they so trump tweeted this and in the two days after he tweeted this the streams of the song photograph which also like this is not a new thing this is not a new meme this has been going on for the last 10 years but Photograph jumped 38% on YouTube, Apple Music, and Spotify, etc. They hit 772,000 streams. Wow. That's crazy. Wow. And if they make a dollar off of that, and they're not going to. But, yeah. But like imagine making a dollar off of each of those streams. It's a lot of money. Yeah. that they, Technically, they only make .009 cents. Yeah, I know. Uh, but... Look at this photograph. Yeah, so let us know what you think about that. Uh, if you want, if you're feeling especially daring, you could tweet us the photograph meme and see if you get taken down. Uh, and if you don't, then we'd love to have you on the podcast next week. <laughs> Ruben's giving me the side eye. I think he maybe wouldn't love to have you on the podcast next week. But I would so, love- Some of you, yes. I would love to have you as our new best friend. But you don't know, no, you, you, yes, you. I'm talking directly to you. If you're listening to this, I don't really like you that much. Ah. Uh, we might have to edit this. No, it's, no, no, there's, there's, I've been talking to somebody directly right now. Who are you talking to? The listener. The li Who is the listener? The, they know who they are. This is a really philosophical question. <laughs> who is the listener? Ah. Uh, uh, who is uh, the listener? Sips tea. Well, if you think that the listener, really, we all have a listener inside of us, and they're really just listening to uh, the things of this world, the the machinations and things that are happening. Jar in the jar. All right, we'll be right back I with Chad Ridgely. <laughs> all right, Moxie, it's time. It's time. It's interview time. Interview time. We should make that a thing. Interview time. You like how quickly we just turn on? Like, it's I know. Like we, we're like doing other stuff, and all of a sudden, it's time. Let's do a, we're let's like do a podcast. We're like so subdued for 20 minutes, and then they're like, woo! Uh, I, what people didn't realize is that we just did a, a line of, of cocaine, ah. like actual sugar. It wasn't cocaine, it was just sugar. We just, Pop rocks. Yes, exactly. Oh, that sounds painful. Uh, let's bring on uh, our guest, shall we? Yes, do it. Uh, our next our guest for today's episode, uh, he is a comedian. He is a movie producer. He is a bodyguard and former police officer. Uh, so many things that he does and did. Uh, he's super funny. Please welcome to the show uh, a longtime friend, Mr. Chad Ridgely. Woo! 
Hey, all right. <laughs> it's good so, to be here. Chad, you and I uh, have been friends now for a little while now, probably a couple of years. A couple of years now. now. Uh, and I've seen you do stand up. Uh, what I didn't know about you uh, was some of the, the the past life stuff. So I want to know. Past lives. Past lives matter. This is where we bring in the medium and we explore the past lives of Chad <laughs> Uh, I was a, a I was a colonial farmer back in 1622. <laughs> mm, what what crops did you grow? Wheat, a lot of wheat, uh, a lot of wheat, and um, you know anything to make beer. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So uh, we need. I want to know because it says here uh, that you are that you were a former police officer. Yes. Uh, yes. I was a police officer in Washington, uh, D.C. for about 13 years wow, uh, nice. in my past life. Yes. Uh, if you want to play cops and robbers, that's a good spot. Uh, <laughs> we, were, uh, uh, we were the murder capital of America back then. Was say, uh, wasn't D.C. a, a very uh, crime ridden place? Very active area. Very active area. You get a lot of experience in a short amount of time. And uh, like I said, if you want to if you want to chase the bad guys, that's that's where you want to go. I don't understand it if you want to be a cop, but then you go work someplace where there's there's no crime. So, you know, you, you, you got to go where the business is. <laughs> you want to carry and business was booming. You want to carry a gun without ever having to you know want to use it. You, come, you go someplace like like Irvine, California, you know. No, where, that's not where you go. <laughs> Tustin. No. Santa Ana. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how did you transition from, from police officer to stand-up So comedian? how did you transition? <laughs> so how did I transition? Uh, well, the thing is, I never, I never wanted to be a police officer. It wasn't in my head. It's something that, that was going to be a career choice for me. I was, uh, I was going to uh, University of Maryland, and I was studying radio, television, and film, and I wanted to graduate and move to L.A. and be an actor and a writer and a comedian. And uh, I sort of fell into police work by accident. I got uh, I got a role on an HBO show that was shooting in Baltimore called The Wire. And uh, I decided uh, since I was going to be a police officer on that show that I would go on some ride alongs where it just kind of you know, if you're not familiar, the ride along is you, you show up at the station, you're like, hey, I want to ride around. And then you fill out some paperwork and they assign you to a police officer and you just kind of ride around in the car with them for the shift. Yeah. I, I did that once. And I want to do that. Yeah. Except they put handcuffs on me. Oh, what? <laughs> that's not, that's not really a ride along. Oh no, that's <laughs> called getting arrested. Ruben. <laughs> that's, that's a little different. Uh, and, uh, You're riding along, but yeah. there's a destination. The, the officer, the officer told me that I had the right to remain silent on this ride along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you got the immersive experience. <laughs> It's, uh, it's part of the virtual reality tour of ah, uh, it's like a Universal Studios thing. I mean, they, they took, it, took it a little far when they, you know, they when they fingerprinted me and threw me in a cell for six months. But ah. you know, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the trick is to opt for the the, the eight hour experience. Uh, gotcha. Yeah, the waiting list is longer. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but I rode around, so I rode around with them for a couple of days and totally by accident fell in love with the job. I was like, uh, wow, this is this is exciting. This is really cool. Like everything, it's so much adrenaline going and everything is different every day. You don't know what's going to happen. And, uh, I was like, I, I want to do this for real. Uh, so I decided that after college I would, uh, I, I would 
joined the police department. And I did that. I said, my plan was I was going to be a cop for two years and then move to LA. And then two years turned into 10 years because, uh, Every time I would get to the point where I was ready to leave police work, I would uh, I'd either get promoted or reassigned to something else that kept me interested for another year or so. And next thing you know, uh, ten years went by. But uh, that's that's how I made the got into police work, and then I decided it was time to it was really time to come out to L.A. Um, otherwise, I'd I'd probably still be doing police work because it's a great it's a great career if you work how in the long, right. Yeah, and how long how long were you how long have you been in L.A. I've been in L.A. 10 years now. And so you would essentially, if you would have still been a police officer, you'd be ready to retire now. Yeah. In fact, like some of my friends are retiring. I see the notices, uh, you know, on Facebook. Hey, you know, we're hitting the retirement mark. And I'm like, man, how how different my life could have been. But, <laughs> you know, that's I, maybe we all have that. That's crazy. So so you move out to L.A. Uh, and, and what was the first thing that you well, let me ask you this before before we move on to L.A. What was the highest rank you got? Like, like what was your title once you, you, you finally resigned? L- lieutenant. I was a lieutenant. Okay. Can I call you that now? Absolutely. Lieutenant yeah. Chad. Cool. Thank you. Just call me Lieutenant Chad uh, for the duration. Uh, <laughs> all, right, all right. All right, Lieutenant. Um, so <laughs> see you, if, I, if I just put my hands up against the wall and assume the position, <laughs> can you just can you just frisk me? Uh, absolutely. Uh, let me get some gloves out and uh, uh, they do that now. It's a virtual arrest. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a different. It, it makes booking so much less smelly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so you come out to L.A. Uh, first thing you do is hit up an open mic or, or, or what? what's that transition into comedy like? Uh, first thing I did was get stuck on the 405. Uh, of course. Of stuck, course. Stuck on the 405 for about How long? six years. And then. Uh, um, yeah, no, I came. The first thing I started doing when I moved to LA, and I'm fortunate that I had I had some some good people giving me advice. And they, they the suggestion was make your own content. So I started making my own content and okay. putting that on on YouTube. I started doing some web series, which were uh, some comedic web series, which were pretty funny. I had a bunch of characters. I had uh, I had enrolled at Groundlings, and I was in the Groundlings Improv School for a while, and I. They're really good at uh, teaching you about developing characters. And so I had a whole bunch of characters that I was making these web series for. And uh, that led to me getting a show on Fox. Fox produced uh, a sketch comedy show called the the Chad Ridgely show. So I did that. Um, pro- yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, I thought, I thought I was like, this is it. This it's happening. Uh, <laughs> and it was successful in terms of like, that doesn't, happened for a lot of people. They did, you know, a major network produced a pilot called the Chad Ridgely Show. Well, that's all they did. They made the pilot. It never went anywhere from there. Um, But that got me hooked, of course. I was, like, validated that people that make comedy content thought my stuff was funny, and uh, I've been out here doing it ever since. If they hadn't, who knows? I might have, you know, leapt off a bridge or something. But... um, that's what kind of got me. That was the first thing I started doing was making my own content and getting building up an audience that way. And then that led into stand up and uh, make me producing short films and then now feature films. And that's that's the, the broad strokes of the 10 years in L.A. Can I get a cameo in one of your films? Absolutely. Um, we could have you be arrested. I think that was. <laughs> hey, I have, I have experience apparently. Uh, which I don't. Not, but... not on the on the film. Just oh, just, just arrested trying in to general. break onto the set. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that would be a reality show. Yeah. Perfect. Cops. Awesome. 
<laughs> uh, Moxie, before we jump too far into this interview, I think it's time for signature question number one. All right. Because the last interview we did, we went 40 minutes before we even asked yeah. any of the signature questions. So, uh, signature question number one, please. All right, Chad. Lieutenant yeah. Chad. Lieutenant. Lieutenant. What is your favorite taco? Did you say what is my favorite taco? Taco. Yes. We asked the real questions here. You're my best friend. Real questions all the I time. I like, without a doubt, the, uh, the, the crunchy tacos uh, as opposed to the soft tacos. I love the crunchy tacos. I like it. I like a... Uh, a beef taco, shredded beef taco. I have uh, I have yet to try the Beyond Beef taco. I, I haven't worked up the courage for that, but uh, <laughs> you know, there's some there's some really good tacos in LA. I mean, yeah. it's hard, it's hard to narrow down which one would be my favorite. I like uh, uh, there's a there's a great spot on Ventura, Casa Vega. They have some really good tacos. Um, there's a there's a great place in in Burbank, um, and then well. Gosh, there's, there's, there's just so many. I'm, I'm Now I'm hungry. Thank you, Moxie. That's, that's our job here is to get you that's hungry. That's what I'm here for, Lieutenant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is, there, is there a good taco spot in D.C.? Not really. You, okay, it, 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 you're really going to be you're really going to be going for your generic taco spots in D.C. And, right. you know, the majority I really hadn't developed quite the. Uh, uh, the acumen for determining distinctive taco dis discernment in DC because that was, those are my you know my college years and but when I'm eating tacos in DC it's 3 a.m. and I'm eating Taco Bell out of the side of a ditch and I'm on you know, <laughs> I'm blasted on on alcohol and who knows what yeah so, so Moxie sidebar here real quick sidebar okay uh, we're gonna open a taco restaurant in DC okay. Uh, give me your credit card. We'll make that happen. Do we need to move to DC to do that? No, no, we can work remotely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Work so, from home. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, your stand-up career because I've seen you do stand-up a couple times now. And I think you're hilarious. Well, thank you. Uh, and actually, the funny thing is, uh, my favorite joke that you tell is probably the one that offends me the most. Uh, Which one? <laughs> uh, happy fun times is all I'm going to say. Oh uh, yes, yeah. uh, yes. It's, uh, it's my favorite joke because uh, it's just hilarious and, and the, the setup is great. And then, but the, 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 the reasoning, the, the joke itself offends me so much uh, that, that I, I, whenever you say it, I laugh, but I also feel like I should walk out and protest. <laughs> uh, and I don't, cause I stay, cause usually I sit in the front of the room and is I, this an weird. inappropriate joke. No, it's not inappropriate, but it's, uh, I, I don't want, I don't want to say what the joke's about Why? Uh, because it goes against our, you know, a lot of our beliefs, a lot of you and I's belief. Can Chad say it? Because now I'm I mean, curious. Chad, Chad can go ahead and say it if he wants, and we can edit it out if, if, if it offends you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's comedy. So it's yeah. I mean, basically the, the, the premise for that is that you don't you don't hear a lot of jokes uh, for I mean, you don't hear. I do a bit and it's all about different commercials that you hear commercials for different products. And I poke fun at the different companies that are coming up with some of the ridiculous taglines out there. And then I I mentioned that you don't hear a lot of commercials for for abortion clinics and, oh i remember hearing this one yes. when we when we yes. came to see you yes and you know it's just the whole like why don't they have that and maybe they just don't have the right ad campaign you know if you gave the place a good name something upbeat like happy fun times abortion clinic <laughs> and and then, the tagline you give us the tagline I'm not, i won't give you the tagline here because uh, <laughs> i want you to come to the show but uh, yeah then i then i basically do the whole abortion commercial the abortion clinic commercial and uh it either it either gets an applause break or an uh <laughs> which do you prefer 
I love them both. I mean, they're both. I mean, that means uh, you know, they're it. It's great. I, it's I just, love it. You Sometimes know, you both at the same time. It's a touchy issue, and I stand very firmly on one side of it. But I, I laugh at that. I've made it clear which side we stand on. But. Yeah, I know. But no, like, honestly, there are some seriously difficult things in this world. And if you can laugh at them. It- yeah. yeah. Well, like, like, so uh, for a second here, I know I know we want to talk about Chad's career and stuff. But if we can. In defense of the, in, of the joke, it, it's not really a, a pro-abortion no, joke no. or an anti-abortion joke. It's just totally. a joke exactly. about fact that there's no commercials about it i mean <laughs> I, I, i'm not i'm not pro vaginal mesh uh but i see the commercials you know yeah. <laughs> um no and i i'm not saying that you are pro or anti um yeah yeah and we're not gonna ask you about that so which one are you no, i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, um so i, I want to ask you because you are a comedian uh, a couple about a month ago or so there was a huge uh campaign to cancel dave Chappelle. Uh, because of his Netflix comedy special, that that I'm not. Did you get a chance to watch it? You know, I I haven't. Um, I it's on my it's next on my list. And uh, last night I just watched uh, not last night, but a couple nights ago I just watched the new Bill Burr comedy special. And yes. then next, next was the Dave Chappelle, and I like Dave Chappelle. I think he's a, an amazing comedian, and I'm excited to see it. But uh, I haven't I haven't watched the new one. Yet. Well, I'll ask you this in, in a broader aspect then, because I don't want to get specifically in anything that Dave Chappelle talks about, because I don't, I don't want to ruin the the comedy special for you. But let me just put it this way: uh, I wrote on Twitter and probably Facebook about it that the Dave Chappelle special was uh, both offensive and hilarious all at the same time, and I and I it basically was like I am both equally offended and entertained by this. I don't understand why people are so offended to the point where they want to cancel a comedian or want a comedian to be taken off of the air. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you about that. Like like you as a comedian, you know, obviously you have jokes edgy. Uh, I haven't heard all your jokes. I'm sure you have more, you know, jokes that are even more edgy and probably jokes that are less edgy. Um, you know, I'm a firm believer of like comedy is comedy and everything that a comedian says on stage should be seen through the lens of this is for entertainment purposes and maybe not 100 percent their their actual belief on a subject. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on, on cancel culture in general, but specifically when it comes to comedians? I, I think it's gone too far. It's gone. It's gone so far. It's it's past the point of being equitable and reasonable even people are just it's like okay let's somebody somebody made a tweet 10 years ago and uh, that thing was not in poor taste uh so they're banned for life from doing whatever it is that they've been like j- you're just banned for life that's it that's it <laughs> what you said 10 years ago that's bullshit you're banned you can't ever do this again we're taking your livelihood from you you know it's just there's no context in it. You can't go back. You can't go back and look at uh, Silver Streak with uh, uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder and see Gene Wilder uh, doing blackface. And I mean, everybody loves him in Willy Wonka. Like, I mean, yeah, he was a great comedian and he was just brilliant. And because of something that that, that was in a movie thirty years ago. Yeah. Now, if he was still alive, he would be tore up for that. Uh, there's no question. And it's just they'd be like, take Willy Wonka off the air. Never show kids Willy Wonka. Like, it's just it's gone too far. Um, sure. There's plenty of times where it's merited, where somebody does something so egregious that it's like, oh, my gosh, what? Like, yeah. is that, and then, you know, hey, is that really is that really what you feel? And then <laughs> they're like, 
yes, you know, no pigs should be pink, you know, whatever. Then, okay, <laughs> then I get it. But if it's, if, it's, if it's like, no, man, you know, I'm a different person. Like what I said 15 years ago, you know, that kid's long gone. You know, I'm, I've grown up, I've, mature, you know, but nobody gets that chance anymore. It's just like, what? He did what? In 1989? That's it. Banned. Yeah. Or even, even like, like uh, I understand, like, the SNL guy, they got fired recently. Like, he went on a podcast, like, the week before and went off on, on Asians, I think, or gay people or something. I don't remember what, what exactly. And he got fired. That makes sense. Like, that makes sense. It was within a couple of weeks after he got hired at SNL, then he gets fired. That makes sense. But when it's, like, you know, a comedian on stage 15 years earlier – you know, talking about whatever the inappropriate thing is, whether it be, you know, gays at the time or, or black people, whatever. I mean, it's just it's like, yeah. do we really do we really not get the chance to just see this as what it is as a comedy and entertainment? But B, we're going to go ahead and crucify somebody for something they said 20, 15, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. In a different political, sociopolitical climate, different audience, different everything. Like we, we need to stop. In my opinion, we need to stop hurting like letting those things come and take precedence over well, what's happening. One of the now. big things that, that's happening, you know, especially the last couple of weeks because of the 25th anniversary of Friends, is a lot of people are watching Friends episodes and finding things in them, and then complaining and like trying to get Netflix to cancel it or trying to get like it's just like <laughs> which like, is happening anyway. Yeah, but. well, I mean, yeah, but but like at the same time, it's like you know, the Friends, which was only out 20 years ago, uh, it only went off the air about. 15 years ago i don't know or so 2004 you know like it wouldn't it, they wouldn't it would never hit the airs today like no. like the, the jokes that are on there from the 90s you know that were normal up until about five years ago friends would be crucified today and it's it's insane to, to think that entertainment and comedy is being seen through those those lights um well i mean that's like you could say that about any time period you could like oh there's something inappropriate about women in this book i don't want to read anything by louisa may alcott anymore like <laughs> it was written in the 1800s you know <laughs> you have to take things in the in the climate that it was written in and understand that things are different now and things are going to be different in 20 years from now so I would like to announce today my campaign to hashtag cancel Chad Ridgely. <laughs> <laughs> no more happy fun times. Oh my God. No happy fun times. Yeah. That's uh, it, it, even, even I've been doing that joke for, for a number of years now. And it's, it's interesting to watch the evolution of the, of the reception to that, to that joke. And, uh, you know, one of these days it's going to be a joke that you just can't, can't do anymore. But um, right now I'm maxing it out, buddy. I actually, I feel like the the reverse is happening. I feel like just because the culture is is so pro uh, pro abortion at this point in time, I feel like it, I feel like the jokes is going to be more and more accepted. Uh, you know, but well, it depends on where it is. Yeah. L.A. L.A. is a good place to tell that joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so let's talk in a second here. We'll talk about your film that's coming out here pretty soon. But Moxie, it's time for a signature question. Numero dos. Numero dos. Okay, uh, this one's a little bit harder. If you had a life quote, what would it be? If I had a life quote, what would it be? Um, Does it be a quote? It can be a, just a saying or, or a song lyric or, you know. Mantra or, or hashtag. hashtag. Uh, I, I guess it's just the, uh, the idea that don't, don't wait until you feel fully prepared to make the leap. 
whatever it is that you're trying to do. If you're trying to make a movie, don't wait until everything is just perfect to make the movie because then you'll never get the movie made. If you're worried about, like, don't let fear stop you. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from, from taking the chance uh, at whatever it is you're trying to do. So I would just say, don't wait to make the leap. That's wonderful. That's awesome. I really that's, like that's that. A, that. That's probably one of my favorites so far. Yeah. One of my favorites so far. I think we should put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. And then give Chad... Yeah, I mean, but don't wait to make that T-shirt. <laughs> oh no, it's ready. It's ready made. It, I already made it. It's it's up on. Uh, it's done now. Shop.thebestfriendshow.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Chad, what did you think about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Did you like that film? I love that film. I've seen yeah. it twice. Uh, I, saw it. I saw it once. I saw it once. Uh, in, at, I did the ArcLight experience over in Sherman Oaks, and I watched it there. And then I went to Quentin Tarantino's theater uh, on Beverly and watched it uh, on 35 millimeter film. And oh, that must have been a good experience. It was an amazing experience. It was really cool. And they showed um, they showed some deleted scenes at the beginning that aren't oh, in the nice. film. And then they showed the uh, the the movie movie has some trailers in it when Sharon Tate goes to the theater and you see like there's a silly Joe Namath movie trailer and a couple other movie trailers. So they show the full movie trailers before the movie there. And then, then the deleted scene, which is, a, um, which was, which was a, was a real treat. It was a Luke Perry scene, one of his long scenes that didn't make it into the movie. I haven't seen the film yet, but I see here that you had a role in it, so that's why I wanted to ask what you thought of it. Yes, I do. I do have. I have a small part in that. I. I. Uh, but I. It was a dream come true, first of all, to to be on set and make that movie, and uh, to uh, to be directed by Quentin Tarantino, and just to watch, especially as as a filmmaker myself, but on a smaller scale, to watch all that happen was was just an amazing, surreal Incredible. experience. And I love the movie. It's it's probably my favorite. Tarantino movie. Um, it's uh, my favorites of, of his are Pulp Fiction and and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Once Upon a Time is it's it's very funny. The acting is amazing, and this it's a great story. And it's such it's so cool to see all the, the vintage spots in in L.A. And uh, Sorry. yeah, it's it was an amazing experience. You have to see the movie. It's really really good. When it comes out in DVD, I need you to sign it for me. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, perfect. So let's let's talk about the films that you're working on right now. Or, or you have a film coming out uh, soon, right? Uh, Murder Van. Uh, well, Murder Van is in pre-production, which uh, is uh, is a straight-up horror film that we're uh, we're hopefully going to be shooting here very soon. And it is uh, Murder Van is about uh, two women who get abducted by this deranged serial killer and uh, they are held captive in a van as they're driven to a destination and they have to complete these different challenges to escape it's kind of oh, like uh when ruben jay asked me to record a podcast yeah it's it's very similar to, to, to uh, <laughs> actually now that i think about it my van did go missing recently <laughs> yes so it's very much like like saw meets split in a van and it's uh uh, I'm really excited. It's a fast-moving story. It's uh, we've got some great cast in, in it. Uh, uh, Madison Bullock is going to co-produce it with me, and she did uh, the feature film uh, uh, Ice, the movie, which is a which is a great figure skating film. So she's she's on board with me, and we're gonna we're gonna bring this to life. And uh, I just heard that the, they're rebooting the Saw franchise, and yeah, uh, yeah, with, Chris uh, Rock is actually Rock. Yes, yeah, 
Which I, I find interesting. I find it's interesting. Uh, is he producing or is he casting it or both? He wrote it. Oh, he wrote it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. That's going to be interesting. I'll be yeah. interested to see how it goes. I, I do have a film coming out um, October 21st, uh, just in time for Halloween. It is called okay. Ouija's uh, Halloween Night. And it's uh, basically, it's, uh, it's like the ghoulies go to Vegas and it's like the ghoulies meet weird science. It's. Uh, <laughs> It's a Charles Band film. He's the guy that did Puppet Master and Ghoulies and tons of other 80s horror films that were very successful. So this very this has a real 80s throwback feel to it with the animatronic uh, you know, creatures and things like that. It's directed by Danny Draven, who has done an amazing job with this film. And uh, we shot it in Vegas. And it's uh, it's about a group of people who throw this Halloween scavenger hunt at this hotel in Vegas, and they accidentally release, um, they play with a Ouija board, which is like Ouija. Uh, it's, uh, and they accidentally release these uh, the, these Ouija's that jump out and start terrorizing everybody and might be some deaths involved. And uh, the, we all have to work together to try and find a way to Get the Ouija's back in the Ouija board before the stroke of midnight, or it's you know, it's it's going to be bad. So it's uh, Ouija's in terms of like weed and marijuana, because the prize in the scavenger hunt is for the golden nug, which is this great big amazing piece of marijuana. But it's not it's not a, it's not a that's just an element in the film. It's not a it's not a stoner film. It's not a weed film. But it's uh, it's really good. It's really funny. The puppets uh, and the animatronics and the the cast just amazing it's really good so i that comes out october 21st and you can uh you can find that on the full moon features uh amazon website uh or amazon on the amazon streaming service uh, full moon has all their 80s films and all their new films on that site sweet sweet awesome so moxie it's time for signature question number three all right the most important one this I is think. the kicker here we go. This is how we tell if the interview went well or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is news to me. <laughs> Can you have more than one best friend, Lieutenant? Outside of your significant others and family. All right. I like the way he's scratching his chin while he's thinking about this <laughs> very, very methodically. Yes, you can. Yes, oh, you my can. God, Chad. Yes. <laughs> you can. You can. You categorize. A man of the law would 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 agree <laughs> that there's only one best. Well, see, you know that's that's the that's the black and white, no gray area answer would be would be absolutes. But you know, that's the letter of the law. But as a police officer, there's a lot of gray area, and uh, the beauty of being a police officer is is having the discretion to say, yeah, that's that's illegal, but. You really want to go to jail for those two ounces a week? You know, like no. All right, just whatever. You know, just knock it off. And go. <laughs> yeah, just give me the over, buddy. I will write it down. Hand it over. Hand it over. Don't you do this again? That was dank. <laughs> yeah, I, you can categorize people. You're like my best friend in police work is this guy. My best friend as an actor is is this guy. My best friend as you know a podiatrist is. This guy. But there's there's somebody who is rises above and beyond the label. Yes. And that is your best friend in life. 
Yeah, that's that's your significant other. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm talking about like besides that, because yes, obviously, um, if you tell your your significant other that they're, that you're not their best friend, they're going to be upset for for days. Well, yeah, uh, never say something like that. Really. Yeah, yeah. It'd be ridiculous. Yeah. I learned that from Chandler uh, in Friends. Uh, you know, when when he said, "Oh, but he's my best friend." And he goes, you're, "I'm not your best friend," and it just became a huge fight. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I learned that the hard way. That's why that's why I I, I uh, exclude significant others and uh, and family. So, but we disagree. It's all right. Uh, Chad, do you have any shows coming up that you would like to plug? Why, yes, I do. Um, I have a show. Um, I have a show tonight. Uh, this when is this airing? Uh, this probably won't come out until the, not this Monday, but the following Monday. So after whatever that is, so the, after the 10th, right? Okay. Well, I have a show on the 10th. Uh, I have a show at, uh, Petey's place in Reseda on the 10th. Um, I'll be there. Um, Maggie Mayfield will be performing there as well. My, oh, my, that, we've heard of her. Yes. My, my significant other and best friend, uh, <laughs> Mayfield. A uh, very talented and funny comedian and guitar comic. Uh, so we'll be performing there. We're also every Wednesday night in Los Angeles in Koreatown at the Copper Still performing on the Challenge Mic. Uh, that's every Wednesday at 8 p.m. And um, I do have some more shows coming up, but um, those are those are the those are the ones that are right on the my Awesome. Right, cool. Uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at chadridgely.com or on all the handle, you know, all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat. That's it. Uh, I got rid of my MySpace page finally, but it's at Chad Ridgely. <laughs> Your MySpace is at Chad Ridgely, even though you're... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be scared to see what my MySpace handle really was. And I'd really, I'd actually be curious to know what my song playing on that page was. Uh, used oh, to yeah. A song. That's probably incubus or something. I don't know. So here's my last question for you, Lieutenant. Uh, you get a last question? Does Moxie get a last question? No, no. Moxie doesn't get any questions. Oh, she has three questions. She asked them all. Uh, <laughs> um, what's the best way to get out of a ticket? The best way to get out? Of, well, for me, um, I wasn't a big traffic ticket kind of guy. I mean, this was D.C. We were doing... We were going from robbery to shooting to carjacking to robbery. Like, so you didn't really have a lot of time to do that. In fact, you know, the, you'd get, sometimes you'd get yelled at the dispatcher. She'd get pissed at you. You know, they're like, copy, you've got a traffic stop and we got 22 calls on hold. And you're like, uh, yeah, but really for me, the best way, I mean, you're, there's all kinds of cops out there. There's cool cops, there's funny cops, there's hard ass cops. There's like, but for me, the best way to get out of the team was just be honest about it and just be like, yeah, I was, Sorry, I was going 83. I got blah, 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 blah. And then and I'd be like, all right, man, you know, if you were cool, I was cool. But so many people come into that whole conversation with they're going to they're just going to challenge or they're going to behave a certain way. And it's, you know, they're going to, you know, you do know me. I'm a sovereign citizen. Like, oh, my God, man, just. But for me, it was easy. Just just be honest. Or, of course, nowadays, you know, I would just be like, hey, if you if you were speeding down the road and you had a copy of. Uh, one of my movies in your lap and you're like, I'm going home to watch massacre on aisle 12. Uh, I'd be like, Oh, well in that case, I'll give you a police escort. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, I'll watch uh, it with you. 
<laughs> well, Chad, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, go and follow him on all the social medias, chadridgely.com, for more information on where he'll be performing. He's a very funny man. Uh, hashtag cancel Chad Ridgely. <laughs> <laughs> no, hashtag go, go watch Halloween night, October 21st. Awesome. Awesome. Well, hey, let us know uh, if there's a red carpet for that or something that we can come and interview you at. No, we'll come to that. That would be very cool. <laughs> All right, Chad. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Welcome back to You're My Best Friend. We just interviewed somebody who was really funny. Ruben, how did, how, what, what was your favorite part of that interview? I really enjoyed when Chad and I discussed, you know, the constructs of uh, the cancel culture in America right now. Mm. Yeah. 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 I really, I mean, I think Chad hit some really great points yeah. on why cancel culture is complete malarkey. Yeah. Um, and it was a great conversation. What it was your was. What was your favorite part? My favorite part was that I got to call him Lieutenant. That oh was, yeah, that was yeah. really fun. That was you know here's the funny part. I've I known, think I need to date a police officer next because no. then I can call them Lieutenant. No, that's not how that works. It's not. Not all of them are lieutenants. I know, but I would just call and them Lieutenant. They might like that. Yeah. But no, you're not dating a police officer. I Why ref- not? I refuse to let you date a police officer. Why not? Well, one because you'll never sleep. Because you'll be worried about them. Blue dating lives matter. <laughs> yes. Uh, blue two, love lives matter. That's better. Sorry. Blue love matters. Blue love matters. Uh, number three, they might die. Number four. Most disputes die and no one shoots. Dollar in the jar. So if most disputes die and no one shoots, they'll be fine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the problem is, is, th- is when they get shot, it isn't normally over a dispute. It's normally over an, like an idiot. Mm. Um, so, no, you're not allowed to date police officers. Uh, but Chad Chad was a great guest. Uh, I really enjoyed having him. Tune in for our next guest. Mm-hmm. You're going to be so excited yeah. for the future guests. Yeah. Do you um, want to tell them who it is? No, I don't. Why not? Why don't, why don't you want to tell our guest who, or our, our listener who our guest is? <laughs> because if I tell our listener who next week's guest is going to be, they're... Just they're going to decide in advance whether they want to listen to it or not. And I don't like to do that to our listener. I don't like to make our listeners think really deeply about whether they want to tune in next week or not. I just want them to tune in. I'm not in favor of any deep thinking (laughs) at all. That's apparent. I sound like communist China. You do sound like communist China. <laughs> I think you should tell the people who our guest is next week. No. Do you want to tell them who our guest is? I, I want you to tell them who our guest is. I think it's much more... Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's much more believable coming from you. Why do you say that, Ruben? I think I think people take you with a lot more credibility than they take me. Oh, well, that's good to know. Yeah. So, uh, next week... <laughs> No, we're going to keep it a surprise, I think. Yeah. I, mean, I, think I like keeping it a surprise. I think that's what's important. Yeah. Uh, but Moxie, again, uh, follow us on Facebook. I will. Facebook.com slash The Best Friend Show. Uh, Instagram.com. Well, that's accurate. At <laughs> Best Friend Podcast. And on Twitter. YMBF Show. Dollar in the jar. VPN.TheBestFriendShow.com. Get your VPN set up right now. Ruben, before we go, yes, I have a question for yes. you. Does pineapple belong on pizza? <laughs> all right, uh, is that it? Is that all we're gonna do? Are we? Are we done? You should say something. Say something. I'm giving up on us. Dollar in the jar. 
My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are out of time. What? Why are you looking at me like that? What is wrong? Stop looking at me like that. I just want to do the intro, man. Just let me do the intro. Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.